They found a bull market multiple in the last cycle of 1 to 118. For each dollar that goes in, the market cap rises by $118. Welcome back to the Having Report podcast. I'm your host, Brad Mines. Today we have a new friend who's uh, staying at the same hotel that I am here in El Salvador. So thanks for doing this tonight. Yeah, sure. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely, man. I'm glad we could make this happen again. My last night getting the good content from Bitcoiners all over the world. It's quite the international community that's happening coming here. So so much interesting conversations the last few days. Um, yeah. Yeah, just thought we share it like with mm-hmm. a bigger audience, right? Yeah, for sure, man. So what uh, what was your introduction into this space? Well, my introduction happened a few years ago, and it was uh, with my friend Chris, who is also here in El Sante with me. And we were just curious about the technology and looking into things. And then we had, I guess, the kind of obligatory shitcoin journey where we discovered, okay, what's going on there? and. Mm-hmm. Then it came to a realization to me because I was studying engineering mm-hmm. in a part in Germany. And I had first this very engineering approach mm-hmm. and I understood Bitcoin more from the energy side and uh, engineering side. Mm-hmm. And then I continued to study economics mm-hmm. and also got the other perspective from the economic side. So this really opened my eyes because it's quite a complex mm-hmm. topic mm-hmm. and having the opportunity to study in different fields really helped me a lot to understand what I was dealing with or at least grasp the part that I'm grasping right now. Now, are you working on anything particular in this space or are you just kind of a buyer, hodler, dollar cost averaging or what's well, your strategy right now? Yeah, privately I'm hodling and stacking. So I was researching DCA and came to the conclusion that lump sum is the correct term and the correct thing you could, should do also for UTXO management and also um, because it's the most e- economic valuable thing to do, right? If you DCA, you um, miss out because Bitcoin goes more up than it goes down. It's better to put up all the money you have acquired as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing lump sum on a private thing mm-hmm. and hodling and cold storage, of course. Mm -hmm. And then I'm working in the energy sector and I'm looking into how we could make Bitcoin mining more profitable in Europe, which is quite challenging because the normal energy prices are quite high, but we found an exploit where you use energy markets and trade the energy. Um, to make it profitable. So it's it's more of like a regulate regulatory hurdle over there? Mm, the hurdle currently is that you have, it's like different pu- puzzle pieces of knowledge mm-hmm. that just need to be put together. Like the knowledge is already there. Mm-hmm. For example, like a brief overview would be you have your revenue of mining, let's say one megawatt per hour gives you like $60 worth of Bitcoin. And if you can acquire the energy cheaper on the energy exchange, Mm -hmm. let's say for $50, you would do so, right? And then the chart of the energy can like go up and down until you get to delivery. And if it goes above $60, you can sell the electricity for more money than you would have made with Bitcoin mining. Mm -hmm. And using this arbitrage opportunity between, you know, the different spots of the prices, you Mm -hmm. can make Bitcoin mining more profitable in let's say generally every European country that uses energy exchanges. This is what, your fourth day in El Salvador? Yeah. Okay, and what's been your experience uh, with the Bitcoin community? Is it what you expected? Is it less? Is it more? I didn't have much much expectations because I wanted to see for myself. I tried to 
put away all the things I read in the news or on Twitter or everywhere and just have a, like a blank slate impression. Mm -hmm. And when I approached, it really was like quite similar to when I was in uh, Africa in, in Tokyo, which is also like a developing country, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I arrived here, I noticed the people really have such an energetic mm -hmm. way of living. Mm -hmm. It's really addictive, mm -hmm. right? And also, yeah, just for the general population that lives here. Mm -hmm. And then when I was meeting Bitcoiners, it instantly clicked like you just say hello and yeah what's what were you thinking about and you just started to talk and you don't have to do all the pre-work you do with people that never were introduced to the topic you just start at a point and you get something back from it you're just not putting all the work you're exchanging ideas let's say if people two people meet and each one has one idea both leave with two ideas right mm -hmm. and if four people meet Right. And it's insane, man. I really enjoyed this. So where, where are you from and is there much of a community back home for you? Well, I'm from Germany and I moved a lot in Germany because I was studying at different universities. Right. Um, right now I'm living in the eastern part of Germany, which is a former socialist part. And it's for me very interesting to see what effect socialism can have on a country and on the people on short and long term. There in, in Germany, we have a pretty developed a Bitcoin community that meets. There is a map. I, I don't have the address uh, in my mind right now, but there is an internet page where you can look up all the meetups in Germany. Mm -hmm. Basically, every main city has a Bitcoin meetup and you just can go there, meet people, exchange ideas. And this is also where I found the people that I'm working with on the current project I just talked about. Now, the other night, you and I had an interesting conversation up at the restaurant here. And you have uh, a formula that you follow and that gives you a range of for your price prediction uh, right, right. for the, for the coming bull for the coming uh, cycle after you know 2024 having if you don't mind explaining kind of how that dollar example you gave me uh, equates to sure. the dollar amount into the market cap and then your uh, bottom and top price predictions right, if right. you don't mind not financial advice by the way <laughs> it's ne it never is <laughs> um, yeah first disclaimer I have to give full credit for this price prediction to British Hoddle which is a really nice YouTube account I follow and I watch, try to watch all the videos. He has a quite uh, increasing following on Twitter and YouTube. Yeah, and he made a video about a price prediction, which I agree on and which I will just like try to remember and what I told you. There are multiple different factors that go into my personal price prediction, um, which I got from British Huddle. Um, the first one is the bull market multiple. Bull market multiple means for each dollar of buying power that goes into Bitcoin, the market cap rises a certain amount. The Bank of America did research on it and they found a bull market multiple in the last cycle of 1 to 118. So that means for each dollar that goes in, the market cap rises by $118. So market cap is you take the price of Bitcoin and multiply it by the amount of existing Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. So last cycle 50 billion went into like the crypto space and this led to yeah i'm not sure if it was bitcoin or the crypto space in general but yeah let's say the crypto space because i'm, because I'm not sure. sure so this led to a price increase of 1 to 118 of the market cap right the bull market multiple and if you assume this will be true in the next bull market and you have like a similar amount you just say, let's say, okay, another 50 billion go in. Mm -hmm. You take the current amount, multiply it with the bull market multiple.
and then you get to a price which will be between 280,000 to 450,000 per Bitcoin. Mm. And also, inter interestingly, interestingly enough, it also matches the first original stock-to-flow model, mm -hmm. the first one that was put out. Mm -hmm. I know there is a debate about if the stock-to-flow model is dead or not, mm -hmm. but those two things combined together somehow made sense for me, so my range for the next price um, top would be 230 to 480,000 or 450,000 per Bitcoin. But there's a big but which also British Hotel mentions. Mm -hmm. The moment an ETF gets approved, mm -hmm. this price prediction is negated because it could be even more and unpredictable. I think it coincides with the bullish sentiment that I've seen here so far. Uh, now, we also spoke about uh, an interesting book that I admittedly uh, have not gotten my way through yet, right. but uh, that is Soft War. And you had some interesting thoughts on that. You've read through the fr front to back on that. So what are your thoughts around it? Yeah, I was um, also texting with Jason, who wrote the book, about some issues I have with the book, right? Okay. Um, I think his overall thesis is correct. And it's brilliant, to be honest, because he, he really, really put in new concepts that weren't in the space before. The big issue I have with it, he is trying to push it more like in the Second Amendment direction. It's national security, it's like a weapon, mm -hmm. um, it's like war technology and stuff. And that could work in the US if you classify it in this national security mm -hmm. um, field. But there are many different countries like Germany where you don't have the Second Amendment. So the, the moment you start to classify it like this in the US, it could have a pretext mm -hmm. so it can be banned in other countries or they at least try to ban it because we know it's not really possible to ban it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's my issue with it. All that being said, would you come back to Bitcoin Beach? Uh, you, you got some travels coming up, but is this something you return in the near, in the near future? Right. Or El Salvador in general? For this holiday, we will go to Costa Rica afterwards mm -hmm. and compare the tourism scale. Okay. Like, because Costa Rica has like pretty much plenty of tourism right now. Mm -hmm. And I want to have the direct comparison, comparison there. And also I plan to surely come back in, a, let's say, two or three years mm -hmm. to not... Yeah, right now I only have the one impression, like the status quo. Mm -hmm. And if I come back, I can see what changed mm -hmm. and how did it change. And I can map a tra trajectory. Mm -hmm. And once I have done that, I feel confident enough that I can make good decisions based on the trajectory. Mm -hmm. So that's my plan for now. Uh, what would you say the biggest misconception about Bitcoin is? That it is too hard to understand for most people to take self-custody. Okay. Because in the end, you have all you have to do is like write down twelve words, mm -hmm. and w many people are able to drive cars and take like driving classes and pass yeah. it somehow, right? Right. Most people work jobs where they have to write down things. Mm -hmm. So I think this is one misconception that it will be too hard. And also, you have to imagine if we have to use Bitcoin as freedom technology, and we are forced to use it as freedom technology in some countries. What will be harder, writing down 12 words or dealing with all the other negative things that will be caused by all the restrictive things that might go on? So what, what do you think the biggest catalyst will be going into 2024 and after the next halving? I personally, but it could be biased because I work in the energy field, would be biggest catalyst will be 
also short and long term that energy companies will, in a more decentralized way, become the new banks because you will need energy with proof of work to settle transactions, mm -hmm. what banks do right now. So this could be a huge catalyst. Right. It does not only benefit the grid, but it also benefits like the overall uh, buying power efficiency of our financial system. Okay. So not so much buying power will get lost uh, on the way between the customer and the uh, business. Awesome, man. Okay. Well, I think you, you've given me a lot to digest here. Right. Uh, you, you're, you're very technical in this space and I appreciate you enlighten my, myself and my listeners and my friends here. So you're, this is your last day in El Salvador tomorrow. Right. You, you're off to Costa Rica. Is there any uh, final words of wisdom you want to give? Or uh, if not, uh, I know you're not like too much of an online guy, but maybe a, a resource for us to go and follow or something like yeah. that. I really recommend yeah. going to British Huddle. Okay. He has the right urgency in his videos. Mm -hmm. And my biggest advice would be to people, you most likely underestimate the urgency to get to at least one Bitcoin. And you're well in the 1% if that's the case, right? Globally, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man. Sure. I'm gonna We're going to do a, the El Salvadorian handshake. I'm not sure if you've been taught this no, yet. No, but you can show me right now. Okay, so, so Ronnie, will know it too. Ronnie just show me because I, I recorded okay. with Ronnie. People are going to know who he is. So we're going to smack. We're gonna follow up with the fist. All right, that's easy, man. Thanks sure. for doing Thanks this. Thanks for the invitation. Cheers. 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 Cheers.